audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. Amen, amen, amen. We've tried making some changes and trying to get all our cues together. Amen, amen. Some things we're going to have to discuss. But nevertheless, we're going to go to the book of St. Saint, Saint Mark, uh, chapter number 11. Now, we began here um, on Wednesday um, in St. Mark, chapter number 11, and we didn't get very far. <laughs> we didn't get very far, but... The word was so awesome and so powerful that uh, the Lord just places in my spirit that we need to continue it here because he says uh, this, this word, he says, not only do those that come on Wednesdays need to hear it, but those that are present today also needs to hear this word because we never know, we never know whether those that are listening online, that community online, what their situation or their life circumstances may be, or even in the local assembly. But when we began to look look at our uh, uh, book, St. Mark chapter number 11, this morning we're going to talk about this mountain, this mountain, this mountain. And if God says so, I will uh, share with you how I ended up here um, the past week or so. Uh, sometimes... God will reveal to you and show you some things. Amen. Now, St. Mark, chapter number 11, and we're going to begin at verse number 23 and reading. Verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He should have whatsoever he saith. Now, there's some things that, that we need to uh, pull from, from this text. We have to understand that uh, prior to this, uh, Christ is dealing with his disciples about the fig tree, and, and he, he curses the fig tree in the process of going. And then upon his return, one of his disciples recognized that the fig tree had been, uh, was dried up, had been withered from the root. And he says a, a strange thing uh, when, when Peter says something to him. What he says to them is, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have that divine assurance in God. Something about faith. Faith is a magnet. And see, because faith is a magnet, what it does is that it will pull that which that is invisible in the spirit realm, it will pull it down into the physical realm. So that's how faith operates. We have to understand it's a magnet. It, it draws. It, it pulls. So whatever's in the invisible spiritual realm, it will bring it into the natural realm. Now, one of the things he says now in verse uh, 23, he says, for verily, and in other words, of a truth, he says, 
I say unto you. Now, that word say or saith is very, very powerful. We have to understand that, 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 that the first thing is that that word say or our words are an, as an important, an important vo- voice command. We have to understand that our words are a voice command. And secondly, when it deals with words, we have to understand or know the spiritual law behind words. There is a spiritual law behind words. See, we don't, we don't understand, we, we don't comprehend how powerful our words are. And the next thing we need to understand that our words have authority and power behind them. See, our words have authority. Our words, the words that we speak, they have power behind them. And not only that, but they can overrule, talking about words, they can overrule and suspend natural laws. In other words, whatever is taking place in the natural realm, if we release the power of our words, if we release our words, we will see the manifestation of the things that are happening in the spirit realm. Amen? Uh, Case in point. Case in point. You remember I just said that 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 uh, our words will overrule the things in the natural, right? Amen. And now, this Friday past, when 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 the weather broadcast was given for the week, it had for Friday, Amen. We got some witnesses in the house. Uh, it had forty six percent chance of rain for Friday, Amen. And we were to go out. And that's, and that's a different story. We were to go out and deliver food boxes to an apartment complex. But the weatherman says 40% chance of rain. Now, I, I, I said to someone, I said, I said to my daughter, I said, let, 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 let's, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. Hmm. We're going to pray that God hold back the rain until we finish doing what we're doing. The next time we hear the broadcast, you know what it says? It said it was going to be clear on Friday. You see, words, see, we have to understand the spiritual law behind the words that we speak. We have to understand that our words have power. Our our words have authority. Amen. We've got to understand the concept behind the words that we speak. Now, we have to make a proclamation. Now, in Proverbs chapter number 18, verse number 21, it talks about death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life, it is in the power of the tongue. Not just in the tongue, but it is in the power of the tongue. You see, Without understanding that, that, that without that power, then that tongue is nothing except a muscle. But with the power, understand that the power that's behind the, the, behind the tongue, that, that, the, the power, who is God, who is Yahweh, that's behind the tongue. When you begin to release that word, things will change. If you don't have no faith in the words that you speak, nothing is going to happen. 
Amen. Now, let's, let's, let's look at some things as we say the things that we say, because it's, it's, there are some important things, amen, when it comes down to speaking things into existence. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter number 17. 1 Samuel chapter number 17. 1 Samuel chapter number 17. Are we there? 1 Samuel chapter number 17. Remember now, we're going to get to this mountain. But we have to understand the words, the power behind the words that we say in order for that mountain to be removed that's within our life. Amen. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter number 17, uh, David is being challenged or the army of Israel is being challenged by the army of the Philistines. And, and, and you know how it is when your giant in your life... <laughs> The giant in your life will poke fun at you. You know, that it, it will, the giant in your life will poke fun at you. And this is what was going on. I mean, the army w- w- was already afraid. And, and here it is with David. He's listening to the conversation. But he also know who his God is. You see, if we don't know who our God is, then we'll forever live a defeated life. Amen. So in 1 Samuel chapter number 17, looking at verse number 45. Looking at verse number 45. Amen. Now, verse number 45 says, Then said David to the Philistines, he's talking about Goliath. He says, Thou cometh to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a shield. But watch what David says here. Watch what he says. He says now, even though you come with me with a sword, a spear, and a shield, he said, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. Now, I want to show you something here. If that scripture is still up. Remember he says now, he's coming to, to Goliath, Goliath is that mountain. But say he's coming, he's coming in the name. I come to thee in the name of the, you see that word Lord there? Now, if you notice that word Lord there is in all capital letters. Now, when you, when you look in the scriptures, you're going to see the Lord written three different ways. You're going to see it written with all Lord caps, L-O-R-D, Lord caps. Then you're going to see it written with a capital L and then O-R-D. But then you're going to see it written in all caps, L-O-R-D, Lord. So what is the distinction there? When he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord, he is saying, I am coming to you in the name of Yahweh. See, it it changes the whole thing. It changes the whole dynamics. Because, see, Yahweh is self-existing. Yahweh is the eternal one. See, you got to understand what happened was Goliath started talking junk to David. He said he's coming to him in his God. But now David brings out 
the almighty God. He brings out the, the eternal God, the one that has existed from the very beginning, the Alpha and the Omega. They said, now, I come to you in his name. See, that's why we have to understand we can't go in our name because, see, we go in our name, nothing's going to happen. Amen. If we go in our name, nothing is going to happen. But if you know about the power behind the name Yahweh, if we know about the power behind Yahweh, the one that created the heavens and the earth, the, the one that, 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 that spoke to the sea and, and, and began to say some things and he spoke into the, to the firmaments of the air and, and air, things began to come into existence. The, the one that has that kind of power. When we understand that that very same Yahweh lives on the inside of us. And when, when you know without a shadow of a doubt, he lives in you. Then you can speak like he speaks. Because see, it's not you speaking, but it is him speaking. So, so David, David, and the next thing is David had a relationship with Yahweh. See, when you have a relationship with, with the Lord, the Lord Yahweh, when, when you have a relationship with him, you can go in his name. See, you, 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 you can go, see, a lot of times we want to go in people's name. No, you don't want to go in people's name. You want to go in Yahweh's name. Amen. So, so now David says, now listen, watch what you got to do with your words. See, see, we're going to talk about that mountain. We're going to get, we're going to get to that mountain now. Now David says now, he says, now this is, I come in the, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel whom thou hast defiled. See, he, he points out that the, the, the arsenal of man. See, man had spears and they had a shield. Huh, they had a sword. But see, David had his God. See, that, that, that's the difference. See, you got to have your God. Amen. Now, in verse number 46, it says, now watch what he say. Now, the very first uh, two words in verse number 46 is what? This day. He didn't say tomorrow. He said this day. So whatever you're going to be speaking to, you better know that it's this day you're going to be gone. Amen. See, he, David says now, he says, this day, now watch what he does. He says, this day will the Lord, will Yahweh deliver thee into my hand. He makes a proclamation. He says, now this day, Yahweh is going to deliver you into my hands. Okay? And, and he's talking junk. You know, uh, and then he goes on to say in verse number 46, watch what he says now. He says, and, and thine head, he says, thine head from thee, I'm going to smite thee, and I'm going to take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So, so what he says now, not only did he, he proclaim that Yahweh was going to deliver the, the, the giant to him, but the next thing he said, listen, I'm going to take off your head. <laughs> See, you got to know how to talk to your giant. You got to know how to speak, speak. You got to know how to speak to your mountain. He said, I'm going to take off your head. He bold. I mean, you got to understand that. Now, David is a little ruddy guy. He's a little small guy. But Goliath, he's huge. He's big. But David said, listen, 
I'm going to take off your head. And when I get through taking off your head, I'm going to take your body and I'm going to feed it to the fowls of there. In other words, they're going to have that dinner. You're going to be that dinner. I mean, he was talking junk. See, you got to know how to talk to your mountain. You got to know how to talk to it now. He, you got to know how to talk to it. And then he, he says, the reason why I'm going to do it this way so that you can know who Yahweh is. Because when you look at the size, the size of David and the size of, of Goliath, I mean, it looks like there's no competition. But Yahweh, the Lord, he makes the difference in whatever the situation may be. All right, now, go continue now. We're going to look at verse number, verse 47. He says this, and all of this assembly, hmm, and all of this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is whose is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. You see the confidence that David has. He said the battle is the Lord's. The battle is Yahweh. See, a lot of times we fight battles in our own strength. That's why we lose. We got to understand who the battle belongs to. He said, now the battle is the Lord. He didn't worry about the circumstances, the situation. He didn't worry about what he saw. See, a lot of, a lot of people, when they see the mountains and the giants in their life, they, they, they retreat. They back up. But see, David, David didn't worry about that. You know, he, he did not worry about that because see, he remembers, he reflects, he goes back down memory lane. He remembers the lion and he remembers the bear and, and he remembers what God allowed him to do. So he knew his God. He knew the relationship he had with his God. He knew the power and the strength of his God. Now watch verse number 48, 48. Never be afraid. To deal with your mountain. Never be afraid. Verse 48 says, And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David did what? He said he hastened. In other words, he got in a hurry. And, and why did he get in a hurry? He says, And I did what? I ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. That's verse number 48. Y'all see that? See, he ran toward his mountain. He ran toward his giant. See, that's something that we got to learn to do. Because of who we have with us, amen, we got to learn to run toward that mountain. See, he wasn't afraid of the Philistine. The Bible says he ran toward his mountain because he knew he was going to defeat the giant because of who Yahweh was. Who, who Yahweh was and is in his life. He knew. He knew. He said, I'm going to run. I'm going to toward that mountain. And I am going to literally take your head off. Can you see that little kid talking junk? I mean, he, he was talking, he was talking junk. He said, I'm going to take, I'm going to take your head. Can you imagine big old Goliath said, mm, that's a little old ruddy kid. And he talking about he's going to take my head off. And he's going to feed me to the fowls. And David said, well, the Bible said he hastened. In other words, he got in a hurry because he knew he had the victory. He knew he had the victory. And the Bible said he ran toward the light. He ran toward the army. 
And the Bible goes on to talk about those, those, those stones he picked up, those, those, those five stones, those smooth stones. But he didn't need but one huh, to defeat the giant. See, you don't need but, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You don't need but one word to defeat your giant. You only need one word to, to defeat the mounting that's in your life. Okay? Now, let's go now. Let's, let's go to, to St. Matthew chapter number 17. Gonna walk through this. St. Matthew, cause we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. St. Matthew chapter number 17. St. Matthew 17. Hmm. Looking at verse St. Matthew chapter 17, and we're going to look at verse number 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse number 6. St. Matthew, no, not St. Excuse me, not St. Matthew, but Luke, forgive me. Luke chapter 17, and we're going to look at verse number 6. Verse number six. We may have that all kind of mixed up there, but it'll be all right. All right. Now, verse number six says, and Luke, Luke chapter 17, verse six, it says, And the Lord said, if ye, if ye had, past him, had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root. And be thou planted in the sea, and it would obey you. It will obey you. Amen? It will obey you. Okay. Now, hold on to that thought, and now let's go to Matthew's chapter number 17, because you're going to hold on to, to, to uh, the other scripture in Luke. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 17 and looking at verse number 20. Okay? It's going to set us up to where we're going. Now, in verse 20, in St. Matthew's chapter 17, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, we've got to understand about the mountain. What, 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 and this is something we, we talked about on Wednesday about this mountain. See, a mountain symbolizes a large and a challenging obstacle in your life. It's a large and it's a challenging Obstacle is something that keeps you from going forward in your life. But it also demands faith. You got to have faith when you deal with your mountains. So the question is now, what is your mountain? What is your mountain? It's individually. You get to think about, what is your mountain? What is your mountain? What is that large obstacle, that thing that challenges you, that it demands your faith to be in operation? 
What, what is your, your mountain? See, it's individual. And as, as we talked about mountains, see, your mountain might be stress. One sister said stress was her mountain. Your, your mountain could be a disease. Think about it now. And one sister said uh, her mountain was people. <laughs> people. Her mountain. And, and, and not only that, but your mountain could be unbelief. And not that only that, but your mountain can also be a burden. How did I get to this about this mountain? Hmm. Uh, 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 I don't know what day it was. Might have been Tuesday, might have been Monday. I don't know what, I don't remember what day. See, when you're retired, you don't even think about days and all that stuff. When you're not working, you, you don't think about, you know, today is this day and this day is that day and this is the day. You don't think about those things. But whatever the day was, I, I, I remember that there was a weight on my shoulders. It, it, it was, it was very heavy and, and, and the Lord led me, He led me to the scripture dealing with your mountains. And when you look at whatever your mountain is, see, everybody's got a mountain. Everybody's got a mountain. And, 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 and that thing was so weighted on me. I, I remember that was a, one of my, my, my praying uh, friends and, and they began to, uh, uh, share scriptures with me. They, they, they began to, to employ, and we began to talk about the mountains and, and the different things that will cause us to have a, a weight. Because see, your, your mountain can be a weight on you. Amen. Whatever, whatever it is, it, it might be the people that you take care of every day. They, they could be a weight, they could be a burden, but, but, but it can still be a mountain. See, we have to be real. And, and that thing was so heavy. It was so heavy on me. I, I remember that in the process of her speaking to me, I remember my phone started ringing. And I, I didn't switch over. I, I, I said, well, we're, we're talking about the Word of God, and I don't like to, to leave the Word of God and talk about anything else. I don't want to deal with nobody else's problems. Amen. And, and, and I won't forget, I, I'm in the process, you know, sometimes you just get tired of hearing everybody's problems all the time. They need to learn to go to God. The same God that we serve is the same God that they serve. And that thing I got, and, and I had told them Wednesday night Bible study class, I said, I've got these people you know, that will call and call. You tell them the same thing over and over and over and over, and they still don't do it. And they call you back with the same problem. Sometimes it might be five times in one day. And that's why you look at the phone and you see the name and I'm up. Oh, can't go there today. Can't take that weight on today. Have anybody in the house been taking on somebody else's weights? Have you been taking on somebody else's burdens to get to the place where it, where it weighs you down? I was in that place of being weighed down. And when that second phone call came, uh, uh, and this person began to ask me, so how you doing? And, and I began talking about the, about the mountains and the, and the weight and everything that was happening in my life. And then the next thing, they, they didn't ask me to pray. They started praying. When they started praying, oh, my God. When they got, when, when they got through praying, that weight that I had, the weight was gone. I could feel it literally being lifted from my shoulders. And then I thought to myself, I can imagine what Jesus went through. You think about the weight. He had the weight of the world. See, I was about to go under with just my little minor problems. 
But he, Jesus himself, he had the weight of the world upon the shoulders. He had everything about you. Every one of y'all, he had you upon the shoulders. I can't even begin to imagine what he went through. But I could feel it. And in my spirit, in my mind, the Holy Spirit said, this is what Jesus went through. That weight. He was about to buckle under under weight. Because he said, if, if it be possible, that's how you know he had this weight. The burden. He said, he talked to the Father. He said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. See, sometimes you want the cup to pass from you that God gives you. And you know, you always hear somebody say, he won't put no more on you than you can bear. Then you want to say, well, you take my shoes and you put them on. And see what, what kind of weights you're going to have. See what, what the load you're going to be able to carry. Amen. So, so, so then this is how I ended up here about this mountain. I ended up, I ended up here, right here. Dealing with this mountain. And you know, he says now, he says now, it's because of our unbelief that sometimes some things don't move. It's not always we thinking, oh well, uh, uh, maybe God is saying no right now, or he's saying yes right now. What God is saying, it's because of your unbelief. Sometimes that thing does not move, not gone. But then he says this now in, in Matthew 17 verse Chapter 17, verse 20, when he begins to, to, to speak to the mountain, he says, if ye have faith, verse 20, because we've already read it. He says, if, if now, if, if you have faith as a grain of mustard, I mean a little bit of faith, then he says, ye shall say unto, it was Pacific, it says this mountain. He didn't say every mountain. See, whatever you're facing right now is your this. Whatever, whatever thing that's large and challenging in your life right now is your this. He says now, now, now this mountain, this, this mountain, you should say uh, unto this mountain, watch what it says. He says, remove hence to yonder place. I said, yonder? I said, God, we don't even say yonder no more. But the word says you're you, you going to tell it. See, when it comes down to your mounting, what you got to do, you have to do, give it a, 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 a declaration. You, you, you have to be able to, to speak to that mountain. You, you, you have to be able to declare. And then you say, first thing he says, remove. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear you. He says, remove. First thing you got to do to that mountain is you got to give it a command. Remove. That's a command. Remove. That is a command. And then he says now, he says now, he says, remove hence to yonder place. And the Bible says, and it shall, it shall remove. In other words, when it says go into yonder place, you got to give your mountain a destination. You command it. And then you give it a destination. Don't just command it and let it float around because it's going to come back if you don't. you got to tell it where you want to go. It's a go into yonder place. One definition of yonder place was you got it way out there. You can still see it, but it's not near you. 
Go to yonder place. Go to yonder place. Now, let's, let's, let's go now, now. Let's go to Luke uh, chapter 17. That's where we were before. Thank you, Holy Spirit. St. Luke. St. Luke 17. I think we're going to be right again. I might be way off track today, but it'll be all right. St. Luke chapter 17. Yeah, verse number 6. Now, for, for whatever reason, uh, it, it'll be all right. They'll have to follow me. They just have to fo- follow me. Now, he says now, in, in, in St. Luke chapter 17, verse number 6, are we there? He says, and the Lord said, there's that word, if, if ye had, past tense, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say, in other words, you're speaking again. So you got to speak it now. He said, you might say unto, here's that word again, this. This sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the roots. You can't just say be plucked up. Because you may not get all the roots. He says, with this might, you'll be able to say, be plucked up by the root. And be thou planted. You see, the command... Be thou plucked up. That's the command. By the roots. The destination is be planted in the sea. And then the Bible says it will obey you. It will obey you. See, 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 that's something we've got to understand. See, one thing we have to understand about the sycamine tree. I said, oh, Lord, why did you use a sycamine tree? He says, now, the sycamine tree, it, it has deep roots. It when it roots when it's, when it when it's growing and 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 the roots the roots go downward it goes deep down into the earth because it smells water it goes very deep and the next thing a sycamine tree is very strong you know what they use the uh uh the sycamine is the material what it's used for one of the things that is used for is to build caskets <laughs> To build coffins. They used the, 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 the sycamine tree, the material from that tree, to build coffins, to build caskets. In other words, it's strong. It, it's almost like it symbolizes death. See, sometimes you can speak to death, and death has to stand back and behave. See, see, but you got to, you got to, you got to know, you, you got to know how to operate in that level of faith. Because he was saying, if ye had, which means a lot of folk don't have it. If ye had faith, the size, a, a small amount of faith. See, that's why you got to say it. You got, you got to speak it. See, you have this, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You have the same created power that God had in the very beginning when he called things into existence. Things that was not Christ, God called things into existence. He said, let there be. And it was. He said, let there be, and it was. He, he said, let there be, and it was. See, you have that same creative power. See, that is what's lacking in the body of Christ because we don't believe that we, we have that kind of power. But because of who Yahweh is, because who lives on the inside of us, we are able to release that kind of word, that kind of faith, and call those things into existence as though they were not. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go now. Let's go to St. Mark chapter number 11. Let's go back to Mark where we originally started. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay. 
Saint Mark. Saint Mark. Chapter number 11. Amen. So you got to learn to declare a thing. You have to learn to declare a thing. You got to learn how to declare it. Declare to your mountain. I'm going to take you back to that. What is your mountain? Think about it. Don't, don't, don't worry about somebody else's mountain. But what is your mountain? Have you spoke to your mountain lately and it's still there? Have you wondered why is it still there? You see, if we begin to operate, see, that's the kind of faith God has given us. If we begin to operate in faith, trusting God, believing God, and seeing that thing disappear. You remember what it said over in the scripture? It says when you, when you, when you give it that command, and you give it the, 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 its destination, then it goes on to say in that same scripture, it will obey you. Go back to Friday, weather report. Beginning of the week, they said it's going to rain. 46%. We speak to the elements of the earth. Not in our name, but in God's name, because God knew what our hearts wanted to do. And what did God do? No rain. It said clear. This is the faith where the body of Christ we have to get to. This is where we have to get to. To that kind of faith where we can speak things into existence. Or we can think things into existence. God says, whatever you say. See, that's where Moses got in trouble. God told Moses... To speak to the rock, didn't he? Y'all Bible scholars. <laughs> didn't he tell Moses to speak to the rock? And what did, Mark, what, what did Moses do? He struck the rock. That's not what God told him to do. See, what God was trying to illustrate, said, now you got the power that's in your Lord. See, that tongue, life and death, is in the power of that muscle in your mouth called the tongue. But it is the power. See, without the power, see, that's why you have to be careful what you say. Because, see, you can call death to your own life, death to your own situation, or you can speak life to your own situation. Let, I'm, I'm going to use her as an illustration. I know she might going to get me, but it's be all right. Normally we pick up Sister Elizabeth for church. Sister Elizabeth kept saying she won't drive. We, y'all heard the story. She kept saying she going to drive. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And Sister Elizabeth, you know, kind of struggled sometimes to, to even get in the car. And Sister Elizabeth was talking about driving. Well, Sister Elizabeth called and said, the doctor said, told the family, it was up to the family whether or not she can drive or not. So they gave her permission. Now, I... Being me, being me, I'm a little timid, being me, I would have picked my places to go so I wouldn't have to have too many problems. You know what, first, I, I don't know what the first place Sister Elizabeth went to, but this is what I do know, the place that she did go to, she had the audacity to go to Walmart. Do you know how crazy them people are at Walmart? Oh, all oh, that parking lot full of people, people walking in front of you, and, and nobody's looking because they own a cell phone. She had the audacity to drive over to Walmart. 
And then she said, oh, I went to the store. She said, and I took my time. She had the faith to see her mount to the mountain walls that, that, that she couldn't do it. The doctor, no, you, you, because of what had happened to her, because of the accident, because of everything she had to go, had gone through, it was like, no, you can't do this. But you know what she did? She took her faith and her faith was a magnet. And it pulled from the invisible spiritual realm into the natural, and it brought to the point where she was able to drive. Last Sunday, was it last Sunday, Sunday? She was in front of us, and next thing I'm thinking she's going home. She didn't took a left. And I'm like, where did you go driving like that? But it was her faith. See, that, that thing was a mountain. See, everybody's got a mountain. Whether, whether we're real about it or not, everybody has a mountain. But when you speak to your mountain and you got to give it a command, huh, not only do you give it a command, but you got to tell it where to go. Give it a destination. It told, it said, be cast into the sea. Be cast into the spirit. See, that, that's something we have to understand what we got to do. We're going to get that body of Christ. We are going to get there. You got to declare it. You have to declare what you want. You got to declare it. Now, in Mark chapter 11, verse number 24, it says this now. When we make that declaration, okay? See, we make a proclamation and then we do that declaration. Verse 24 says, therefore, that's a strong word. Therefore, I say, he's speaking again, Unto you. You've got to make it personal in your life. You can't make it in everybody else's life. You have to make it personal in your own life. He says, now this is in red letters. This is Jesus speaking. He says, therefore, I say unto you, what things, with an S, so ever ye do what? Desire. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. If you can't see it in the spirit realm, you'll never get it. you got to believe that it's yours even before it happens. You remember when I told you if you can think a thing, God will manifest it? I remember that one of Dr. Manley's teachings. I don't know if it was on the AI or what it was, but I remember something that he said. He said that we're going to come a time when you, when you just think a thing and it'll happen. You've heard this before. Christmas time. I had one little angel. Had a red dress on. Beautiful. And I just happened to just thinking about it, looking at it in my window. And I said, I'd like to have me some more red, some more angels with red dresses on. In my mind, my mind, in my mind, not through my mouth, but in my mind. A few days later, when I go to the warehouse, what do you think they had for me? Two black angels with red dresses on. They had no clue. So we are in that, we are in that, that, that realm. We are in that, that, that time of operation where we can speak and think and things will come to pass. But the, as the Bible says, if ye had faith. If anybody else had an impossible situation, you think 
Start operating in your faith. Remember when it says, have faith in God. It says, have faith in God. One translation says, have faith of God. See, if you have the faith of God, that means you can go back to Genesis chapter number one and begin to operate the way God operated. Why? Because he lives in you. That's why. So this mountain, what is your this mountain? Well, what are you facing today? What have you been facing? And that thing is still there. Give it a command and tell it where to go. I love, you know, when God told me that, I got up in my house and I began to shake a leg. Y'all know what shake a leg means? I began to praise my God. I, I began to praise my God. God said, okay, Brendan, get up. Give it a command. Tell it to move. Tell it to go. And he said, don't stop at the word go. Because you know some of them races, you say go. And sometimes you get stuck at the finish line. You're so scared, paranoid. You can't really go. Everybody's gone. You look, oh, they're gone. He said, no, you, you give it a place to go. You tell it where to go. And then it says, not only tell it where to go, but you need to tell it, give it its destination. Plant it in the sea. Where you want it? Where do you want that thing that's bugging us, that bugs you? Where you want it to go? Give it a destination. And I grant you, according to the mind of the Father, according to the mind of Yahweh, it'll be planted and it will go right where you tell it to go. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen.